All right, welcome to episode seven of Jared Talk Sports, my new podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Search for Jared Talk Sports. It's its own entity at this point. Jared Talk Sports to make sure you subscribe because at some point that will be the only place you can find it, but it's at all the places uh, where you can find podcasts. Obviously, you're listening to it right now, just afterwards or during. Search Jared Talk Sports, hit subscribe. I appreciate it. All right, big weekend in the NFL. Very excited about it. Um, today, we're going to talk about contenders and pretenders. What a difference a year makes. We're early in the season, and in my opinion, the NFL season is basically four different chapters, and we're in chapter one, and I don't want to overreact to chapter one, but if the playoffs were to start today, the number one seed in the AFC would be the Raiders, which is an impressive uh, turnaround story from last year. It's been couple years building you know Chucky you know as uh, <laughs> John Gruden I think people are starting to say mm, he was out of football too long maybe he doesn't have it anymore but with the play of Derek Carr and even Josh Jacobs being injured and the fact that they're undefeated and finding creative ways to win games I think it bodes well for the Raiders they're in a very difficult division again I view the NFL in four chapters as a chapter one. A lot can change. Obviously, if Derek Carr goes down, their season's done. He's been uh, carrying them for the first three games, but they're undefeated. So if the uh, NFL playoffs started today, the Raiders would be the number one seed. The Bengals would be the number two seed. It's all based on tiebreakers. I know it's so early in the season. Followed by the Titans, the Bills, the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Ravens. The Browns would technically, uh, as of right now, be the eighth seed, so they would not make the playoffs. And and right uh, rounding out the bottom, you have the Patriots, the Jets, the Jaguars, and the Colts. All right, so of this group right now, who are the real-life contenders for a Super Bowl or a deep run in the playoffs, and who are pretenders? And for me, the Bengals at number two seed, they are pretenders. They're a couple years away. I do like what Joe Burrow offers I do think that they've made great strides as a notoriously cheap-run organization, as a poorly-run organization, um, at least for the last 10 years. And for many years, haven't won a playoff game in, in decades. Um, but out of that group, I think they would definitely be a pretender. The other pretenders, I would say the Broncos. The Broncos are 3-0. and They've played a very easy schedule against terrible teams. They do have a very good defense, but they're limited on offense. Teddy Bridgewater does not make mistakes by and large. Um, I think that bodes well. Uh, but can they manage? I think as the rest of the season unfolds, we'll see Denver Broncos fall back to more of a 500-type team. And I think another pretender, I think you really got to watch for the Baltimore Ravens. They needed a 66-yard field goal. First of all, they needed like a 4th and 19 or a 3rd and 19 conversion to even get to the 66-yard field goal. And they needed that to beat the Detroit Lions. That is not impressive. I think um, Lamar Jackson beating the Kansas City Chiefs, people are saying, wow, you know, this maybe this is their year. And you look at the Chiefs with their defense. And that, that leads to my last team. I think the Kansas City Chiefs, as of right now, are pretenders. They have no defense of which to speak of. Patrick Mahomes, the offense, they have too much talent, too many weapons. They'll get their act together. They'll get more in sync. But you cannot win long-term in the NFL without any sort of semblance of a defense. And right now, they have a healthy defense. Tyron Matthews back. 
Frank Clark is back. It just, it just doesn't make sense. Um, we've seen this, though. We've seen this before. They can quickly move back into contenders, which most people before the season started had them as winning the Super Bowl or back into the Super Bowl again this year. When they won the Super Bowl uh, a couple years ago, their defense was ranked towards the bottom, I think 30th for most of the season. And then at week 11, things started to click, and they actually were went from 30th to 1st from week 11 onward throughout the playoffs. So things can change. Things can change quickly. But as of right now, Kansas City Chiefs pretenders. Who are real contenders in the AFC? Buffalo. Buffalo is my number one contending team, um, not because they beat the Washington football team. Everyone's beating us up. Um, I'll get to that a little bit later with their defense, the Washington football's heralded defense. I'm a, I'm, a t- I'm a fan of the Washington football team, but their defense drives me insane. The Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, they have a strong enough defense, not a great pass rush. Their pass rush is heralded. They're supposed to be a, um, a tough front four. They got very little pressure on Henneke, who played terrible, but they got very little pressure on him. But they have a solid enough defense. They have a defensive-minded coach. And when Josh Allen is clicking like he was yesterday, completing at one point eighty percent of his passes, I mean that that team can definitely um, go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl this year. I can definitely see that. I would also say a contender, the Chargers. I think the Chargers are for real. Um, Justin Herbert is the most underrated quarterback in NFL. No one talks about him. Is there a better young quarterback right now than Justin Herbert? I'm talking about after Mahomes. Justin Herbert, is there? He's been very impressive, and they have a really, really good defense. And for me, those are the top two. Vegas, Raiders, not sure. They're, they're winning in ugly fashion. They're winning in the last second. Not something I think you can carry on. So for me, if I had to put money on it right now, I'd have either the Bills or the Chargers in the Super Bowl representing the AFC. All right, let's move over to the NFC. Who are the pretenders? All right, if the NFC playoffs were to start today, and I know it's only week three, the Arizona Cardinals would be the number one seed, followed by the Panthers, both 3-0, and then Green Bay at number three, Eagles, Rams, Bucks, Niners would make the playoffs, and the Saints would be the team out, and then Dallas is right below them. They'll play tonight, so that could change. And again, this is all based on tiebreakers, not just you know numbers I'm putting together. This is based on uh, tiebreakers and everything. If the playoffs were to start today, that would be the seeding. Um, of this group, I think we have for pretenders, Dallas Cowboys pretenders. I think their offense, they're going to put up big time numbers. Their defense has improved, but they're the Dallas Cowboys. I wouldn't be surprised if they finish at 500 or a little above 500. Only reason being they're in the weak NFC East, although an improved NFC East from last year. Another pretender. I think the San Francisco 49ers are a pretender. I think they have a lot of the tools. I think they're limited with Garoppolo. I don't think um, Shanahan trusts Garoppolo like you should. Um, you watch the game. They had a you know close game against the Green Bay Packers. They should have really won that game. And Garoppolo didn't hurt them, but there's just something, you know, when you're watching that you're like, oh, they just ran the ball three times in a row. And then when you watch Josh Allen play or you watch Patrick Mahomes play or you watch – any team with an elite quarterback, late in the game, they're not running the ball three times in a row. I mean, unless you have a big lead. But it was a close game. They needed to score, and they're, they kept running the ball, running the ball. Um, and they do run the ball effectively, but 
there's something missing with Garoppolo, just not quite there. And I feel like he's looking over his shoulder at Trey Lance. Uh, like anytime Trey Lance went in the game, usually a running player or a trick play. I could be wrong, but you look over Garoppolo and he looks insecure. You don't want your quarterback to feel or look insecure. You want him to be competitive. You want him to say, you know what, I, this is my team. That can help, but he looks insecure. So that's why I say the 49ers, in my opinion, are pretenders in the NFC. Also think pretenders, Arizona Cardinals. I think they're good, but I think they're they're a year or two away. They've come a long way. I think Kyler Murray might be the most entertaining player to watch in the NFL, to see a 5'8 guy run around and make the passes that he can, even in the pocket when you know his line averages about six foot six, 320 pounds, and he's 5'8", and I don't even know how he sees where he's throwing the ball. I mean, he's incredible. He's box office. He's a must-see. I would pay big money to watch the Cardinals play. Who would ever said that years ago, or even a couple years ago? I do think they're pretenders. I don't see them going deep into the playoffs. I see them early exit into the playoffs, and they're winning close tight games against teams they should beat. They were they looked bad for most of the game against a very weak Jacksonville Jaguars team, a very weak team. And that, you know, I think the game was in doubt at one point in the third quarter thinking are the Cardinals going to lose to the Jags? So they would be pretenders. So my contenders and the rest of course, you know, Washington has no chance, Falcons, Bears, but Justin Fields don't get me started. Everyone's like, "Oh, we don't want Justin Fields. We don't want Andy Dalton." He had like 60 yards passing for the whole game. That's embarrassing. Um, Minnesota Vikings, Seattle Seahawks, Lions, Giants, no chance of a deep run to the playoffs. My two teams, and it's really come down to that. I'm sorry, my three teams that are contenders. At number three, the Carolina Panthers. I remember distinctly watching the draft as I live in North Carolina, although I'm a Washington football team fan, but I support the Panthers, and thinking, Matt Rule, who's known for offense, is one of the few teams who have ever, in a draft, only selected defensive players. All seven rounds, only defense. That's not sexy. That's not flashy. That's not fun to watch. You know, it is, you know, coming in with Teddy Bridgewater uh, the past season, you're like, they need weapons in all defense. Well, that's starting to pay uh, dividends. You have a young defense, a young defense that have big salaries because they're under rookie contracts or second-year contracts, but they're under... Their rookie contracts, so they'll be there for four to five years uh, under rookie contracts. Their defense is vastly improved. And then Sam Darnold, who you know many thought was a bust, is looking like a legit quarterback. He's not making mistakes. He's not having to play behind a terrible off- offensive line like he did with the New York Jets. And he has a second chance of having a good career. Now, Christian McCaffrey's health is concerning. Um He's out for three or four weeks with a hamstring injury. Uh, Hubbard looked like he looked quick, he looked fast. But, you know, Christian McCaffrey's a former MVP. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. And you might say, well, the Panthers, who have they played? Well, they played the Jets. Um, they played the Texans with a backup to the backup, basically their third-string quarterback, with Deshaun Watson being out for obvious reasons, and then Tyrod Taylor getting hurt. So that's not impressive. They beat them handily, and their defense looked good. But, you know, who, who are they really beating? You know, a rookie quarterback that wasn't going to play at all this year, except for he had a, your, you know, as a third-string quarterback. Um, 
But they also made a Saints team who I do think is good, who I do think could make some noise as the season unfolds. Um, not, a, not in a contender way. I think Jameis Winston will limit them. He threw some really stupid passes yesterday, and he got away with. Um, it's just I think it's who he is. He just takes unnecessary risk, and I don't think that bodes well when you're in a tight game in the playoffs. But they, they dismantled, I think, a pretty good Saints team. Um, so that's their one win that looks good. But I think the fact that they don't have to outscore people as far as they don't have to – Sam Darnold doesn't have to throw for 300 yards, although that's what he's been doing. He doesn't have to have three or four touchdowns, um, although he's had two or three here and there. I think the Panthers are a tough out. I can see the Panthers moving deep into the playoffs and only getting better as Sam Darnold, who can make all the throws, who has a, who is a great arm talent coming out of USC. I think um, Sam Darnold will only get better. I think that offense, especially if Chris Mc, Christian McCaffrey can come back, will only get better. And then Green Bay. Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. He got over his funk of the first game where he looked disinterested. He looked interested, competitive, into the game. And man, everyone's known this for a long time. But I think you forget sometimes you take talents like Aaron Rodgers for granted. He was making some passes uh, last night when I was watching with my wife, Kelly. And we're just like, man, it's a beautiful ball. Gosh, he can just, he's seriously talking about somebody who can make all the throws and so quick. And I think he was 16 for 18 with passes that he got rid of in under two and a half seconds. So you think about that. The quicker you're throwing the ball, there's more opportunity to make a mistake because you're not taking into consideration everything that could be happening. But he's so experienced. And typically the passes are shorter, so, you know, uh, in two and a half seconds. They're higher percentage uh, passes, but still 16 out of 18 with those throws is very impressive. I think Green Bay, obviously their knock would be their defense. So um, if I had to choose today, the number one contender in the NFC is the Los Angeles Rams. Sean McVay, we know, is an offensive genius. Matthew Stafford, we know, is a great um, talent. He's been in a terrible organization. And I think a stat yesterday, my wife pointed out, my wife watches a lot of football, as you can tell. She actually wanted me to talk about the Panthers more. Uh, before on the podcast, I haven't had opportunity to because I was like, well, they played the Jets. Let's see. But now, you know, I'm starting to believe in them as well. But anyway, I think Sean McVay yesterday was 35-0 and when going into the half with a lead. Not a big lead, just any lead. It could be a one-point lead, 35-0. and That's a sign of great coaching. We're not blowing games when you have an opportunity to win. But Matthew Stafford and that offense looks phenomenal. They look incredible. Um, defense, obviously they have studs on defense although they did give up 400-some yards to 44-year-old Tom Brady um, yesterday. But they won easily against what many think is a Super Bowl contender in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. they got to get healthy on defense for me to put them back into the contender category. All right, so to recap, for the AFC, the real-life, the real-deal contenders only have two so far, and I think that's the Buffalo Bills and the L.A. Chargers. In the NFC, I think there's three legit contenders as it stands right now in this order, three to one. Panthers at number three, Packers at number two, and the LA Rams at number one. NFL is a long season. We got 17 weeks. This is just chapter one. We've seen teams start three or four and oh. We've seen teams start last year. Pittsburgh was 11 and oh, and they flamed out. 
I also see teams like the Washington football team last year. I know in the NFC East, and well, you can say whatever you want about them. With Dwayne Haskins, their starting quarterback, we're dead in the water, and then Alex Smith starts to play, and they make the playoffs, and they actually look better than any other team against the eventual Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in the playoffs. So a lot is to be written. Injuries play a big role. And we could be looking at this in three weeks from now, and none of these teams are where they should be. or They regress big time, and some teams start to gel, and they get together. But as of right now, I think we only have five legit contenders for the Super Bowl, and many of the contenders that we're used to, like the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, um, even the 49ers, and there's a lot of talk about the 49ers and CLC Hawks in years past, until they get their defense right, they have no chance, no chance of making a deep run. Some of these teams won't even make the playoffs. Well, thanks for checking out my podcast, Jared Talk Sports. You know, love the NFL. It's the best thing to watch on TV. I mean, especially with fantasy football, it's like every game matters so much. Every game has implications. Every game has a storyline. NFL, The NFL does it better than any other league with storylines, with matchups. And the fact that, that you can focus on one game, your team plays once a week, you can focus on that. And I think that makes a big difference. Easier to follow when you know, all right, my team plays Sunday my team, or my team plays Monday or plays Thursday. And that's it. Not like baseball where your team might play five times in a week or basketball three or four times. I think that makes it harder to become a bigger fan when you can focus and it's an event. Every game is an event, not just another one of 162 or 82 games or you know with the NBA and Major League Baseball. So NFL already has an advantage there, and it's just been tre- tremendous to watch. One thing I just want to close on, on my podcast, because it's my podcast. I can talk about whatever I want. If – Another person tells me the Washington football team has good defense. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to jump off a bridge. I don't know what I'm going to do. They are so overrated. They are an embarrassment to watch. They have four first-round picks on their offensive line. Their front seven supposed to be the best front seven in football, and they can't stop anybody. Now, Josh Allen's an MVP-type candidate. I get it. Um, Justin Herbert torched them. I mean, Daniel Jones look like a pro bowler against uh, the Washington football team, running the ball, throwing the ball. I mean, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the answer is. I know Jack Del Rio, their defense looked good yesterday. It's not like, I mean, not yesterday, last year. So I'm obviously he still knows how to coach, but there's just something wrong with this team. Another secondary is kind of their weakness, but it's not a bad secondary. They've had some talent. I don't get it. I know they're on the field a lot. I know their offense is, is terrible. They've never figured out the quarterback position in my whole life. Even when they won Super Bowls, it was like pretty much one and done type guys like Mark Rippon and Doug Williams and so forth. But uh, it's just, it's hard to watch. I mean, you're watching a defense that like, well, okay, at least with Washington, you can watch a defense that's fun. This is a fun um, team to watch. You know, at least, you know, there can be some sacks, there might be some interceptions, be some hard hits. No, they just get torched by everybody. And they're, they have a first uh, place schedule because they won the NFC East. It's going to be an ugly season unless they can figure something out. But even so, they figured out, until they figure out their quarterback position, which they're not going to, they're starting a four-string quarterback. They're starting a guy that was in, like, taking math courses last year. Nothing against him. Heineke, I think, like, he's competitive and he, you know, but, you know, everyone in the NFL is competitive. 
He doesn't make the right plays. He hasn't been around enough. He, he doesn't make the right throws. He looked good against the Giants, but the Giants aren't good at all. Giants have not won a game, and they'll finish dead last in a terrible division, the NFC East. So, I don't know. I think Washington football team, I, I just don't understand their defense being so bad. I understand their offense being bad, but their defense being this bad, it's just, to me, it's a, a waste of talent as of right now. They have so much talent, and they just are not playing well. So stop saying the Washington football team has a good defense because they don't. They're one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And um, I hate to say that as a fan, but it's driving me insane. All right, check out my podcast. Remember, subscribe to Jared Talk Sports because eventually that will be the only place you can find it as far as on you know Apple or uh, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. That will be its own thing. It won't be on the Jared and Katie in the Morning uh, page. I don't, I don't think. As of right now, it's eventually going to be its own uh, landing spot, Jared Talk Sports. So hit subscribe. If you have any questions or if you want to be a part of the podcast, I'm open to anything. You have a topic like, hey, I wish you would talk about this. And if it's not boring, I will talk about it. I mean, NFL is really big, obviously, right now. So that's the main focus right now. But that will change as basketball season starts and NBA and college basketball. And we'll get into some more college football as things start to shake out a little bit more. Um, so just send me an email, Jared at 1075KZL.com. That's Jared at 1075 kzl.com